Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, welcome to the show. This is Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing the strength of sensitivity. Inspiration from a listener. Hello, y'all. I hope summer is being good to you. I'm glad you're here. I want to use a review that came in a while back to help you see and understand yourself. And I hope a little bit of why I'm so passionate about putting out healing content here on the show, in the transformational courses that I teach, in Patreon, on our monthly live streams. I adore the highly sensitive spirit. And often people feel the burden of their sensitivity instead of its beauty. I want you to know the beauty of your sensitivity like you know your first name, like you trust that the sun is going to come up in the morning. This is a review that came in a long time ago, and I want to share it with you. Part of why I feel comfortable reading it and sharing it is because she used her full name. And that says to me, I'm here. I'm proud. I'm not hiding from this. So thank you, Gabby Martin. And I hope you're still out there listening or that the universe somehow conspires to send you this episode. I hope this episode helps you know how much of a badass you are. And by being your seeker self, you're helping me help others right now in this very moment. So thank you for inspiring me. I do help people with spiritual direction and growth. And to me in my lens, this is our spiritual connection in action, in proof that we're all connected. Thank you, Gabby, for connecting with my work and then with me through the effort of this comment for yourself and your own growth and for everyone else's. As you keep going and growing, you will continue to help yourself and others in ways that are just unknowable very often in the present moment and are to be revealed later. You are a part of my later. And I know, like I know my first name, that others will be part of your later. This is something that our depressive suicidal ideation gremlins don't want us to know. It is true that all of us will have a later, and that is true 
whether or not you're going into a healing profession or any old profession. What helps heal the world is you becoming you, free and clear and light and unburdened by anything that's hard or heavy or a struggle or traumatic or confusing. Light and love to you and all of us on this healing journey. So y'all and Miss Gabby who's out there, Gabby is only herself and Gabby is all of us. She says in this comment, this review, I came across this channel, meaning my show, Emotional Badass, looking for emotional speeches on Pandora one bad day. Immediately, I went and started listening to all of your podcasts back to back. I learned I was an HSP, a highly sensitive person. I couldn't stop listening all day. It felt better than any counseling session in my life. I am 21, and I've been trying to heal childhood trauma for the past four years. I've spent the last four years looking for answers and help from family, friends, doctors, and counselors. I haven't met anyone with even an ounce of your passion for healing. Every professional, in quotes, made me feel drained, asking all the wrong questions and giving all the wrong advice. So I gave up over and over. I was to the point of giving in to the diagnoses and prescription drugs so many doctors try to pressure us towards. It gives me so much hope to know I'm not alone and that I can get the help I've been looking for. You have opened a whole new opportunity of healing for me. And it feels great. I've laughed and cried listening to your show. Well, I'm crying now. <laughs> Gabby says, you gave me a second chance. Love, Gabby Martin. Now I'm going to break down this comment like I do when a question comes into our monthly live streams. So Patreon people, y'all will recognize that vibe of what I'm doing here. So the first part of what Gabby said, she said, I came across this channel looking for motivational speeches on Pandora one bad day. Now what she's saying is that she came across emotional badass because she looked, y'all. She put effort into seeking motivation. Just in that one sentence, I see self-direction. I see empowered action. I see someone using the tool of a search engine to ask for help. And she did that during a bad day. There is no excuse in this, no permission to hide and feed the depression gremlins. She channeled her energy forward. As I've said, I'm a spiritualist. I help people heal and grow into spiritual relationships with God's to their understanding, not mine. Sometimes it's old dude in the sky style. Sometimes the framework of spiritual direction is through a religion. Believe it or not, I help many people leave religions and I help many people join up too. Often our higher power can be energy, it can be nature, it can be the love of a dog or a cat, anything bigger than ourselves. So it is part of my spiritual belief system that the universe listens and it delivers, it responds to our effort. It aligns us with what we ask for. 
Gabby was using, whether she knows it or not, the law of attraction. She attracted my show to her and it aligned. I'm on the other end of that show, putting it out there. Also, attracting her to me. That's how we sync up. That's how we meet. That's how we come together. There are millions and millions of podcasts, y'all. Any of us could not even sample all of them. And yet, after all that searching for four years, bam, she got some answers in that moment. Now, many people, many highly sensitive people, waste so much energy, drain themselves, staying mad at the amount of time it took to figure something out. And I get it. We all have human egos. We need to take a beat to go, oh, how long did this take? Oh, so frustrating. Why did it take so long? But we want that to be seconds, y'all, and then shifting. Many stay mad at the time it took to figure something out. And that is a choice. Others have the wisdom or grow into the wisdom to choose better for themselves and choose gratitude and joy at finding the answers they were seeking. Gabby is sharing with us some of her wisdom. She is wise. She is saying that she takes empowered, inspired action towards what will help her in a moment. That takes maturity. It takes insight. It takes personal responsibility. It takes solution-focused perspective. It takes drive, willingness, openness. I know all of this about Gabby from one sentence. I am full of hope and faith that she will get the healing that she seeks. She won't stop until she does. That might not be apparent in the words she shares, but the energy of what she's sharing comes through loud and clear. The next thing she says in her comment is, I went and started listening to all of your podcasts back to back. I learned I was an HSP. I couldn't stop listening all day, exclamation point. It felt better than any counseling session in my life. I am 21 and I've been trying to heal childhood trauma for the past four years. I spent the last four years looking for answers and help from family, friends, doctors, and counselor. Gabby stuck her toe in the water of listening to my show. And because the temperature felt right to her, she jumped in with her whole self. She stayed in the water with my episodes because it felt good. She was marinating herself in understanding, in validation, in actually snapping pieces of the puzzle of who she is, who she has always been, and who she's turning into, who she's becoming, snapping those puzzle pieces right into place. One of the simple lessons that's easy to miss in this life as a hardworking person is a permission to do more of what feels good and less of what feels bad. Now, also with a maturing age-appropriate understanding that we also have to do uncomfortable, unenjoyable things. But part of our superpower as a highly sensitive person is in being able to recognize when, where, and how we get to choose ease 
and then easier and then joy to get even more joyful. The therapeutic advice I often give my one-on-one clients after a session is to do what feels good to them, to sit and ponder our chat, to go journal, to go dive deep if that feels good and right, and take that space. Sometimes the right thing is to take space a different way and to not think one more second about our therapy session or our coaching session if that is right for them in that moment. When I say to lean into what feels good, understand the nuance of what I'm saying about feel good. I'm a big hiker. I'm a backpacker. A hike for me can both feel brutal, especially when I've done 9 to 12 miles in a day at altitude of 8 to 14,000 feet. It can feel grueling, brutal, and yet amazingly good at the same time. Good is not about everything being easy or comfortable. In some of my episodes, if you're an avid listener, you know are not easy to listen to, but they are good. I also make a lot of jokes with my one-on-one clients that, ooh, you know, more than two or three episodes, that is a lot of me. And sort of like a mom watching a studious child give their all to a school project, Yes, I want you to study hard and do well, but I want you to balance. I want you to go out and play too, because that's a, not just a good part. It's a very important part. So I'm going to be real. I think our teens and our 20s as modern human beings are the most difficult time of our entire lives. And I take major issue with the cultural messages that have soaked in that, that is the best time of our life. It doesn't get any better than that. Ooh, we 16, 18, 22, 25, that is just cream of the crop lifetime. Once I hit 35, every year of my life in the present moment became my best year. Not because of what was going on external to me. COVID was in there for me. A divorce was in there for me. Hard things have been in those best years for me. Because each year beyond that 35 mark for me was me earning time under my belt, being more at peace with myself than I ever could have been younger. Time gave me the opportunity to cultivate that peace, to cultivate a healing, secure relationship with myself. From that healthy, more grounded relationship with myself, I can then see myself moving through life. Because life is organized chaos, y'all. And one of the things we learn as we go through that organized chaos that age gives us is this awareness that we're actually moving through cycles and we're moving through seasons. And in our teens and 20s, It is as if our DNA refuses, it is unable, it is incapable to hear the wisdom of elders that the seasons will shift, that this is just a moment in time that you are going to live lifetimes beyond the youthful season that you're in right now. And this is such an important concept for mental health to understand. If we are to ever actually help the population curb the abhorrent suicidal statistics, particularly in our youth. 
we have to understand how easy it is to have suicidal ideation, to how easy it is to have general desperation at a younger age because that desperation is magnified at these ages, not just because of brain development and maturity happening into around 25. It's about so much more than brain development. We all have known or are the people who have been born with more maturity than half the population will ever develop, no matter how many years they live. It's about having enough time on the planet to understand cycles and seasons so that we can withstand whatever cycle or season we're in. Hi, everyone. It's Jean Chatsky, host of the Her Money podcast. For seven years, my show has been changing the relationships women have with money because make no mistake, when it comes to money, women are different. We face challenges that men don't. Longer lifespans, caregiving, a gender pay gap that just won't quit. Oh, and the fact that the financial industry was built by men for men. We need information specifically for us presented without jargon in a judgment-free zone. And that's what the Her Money podcast is all about. Every week, we talk about earning more, spending smart, investing to build the life you want, and protecting yourself from disaster. Subscribe to Her Money with Jean Chatsky wherever you get your podcasts. Because when you own your money... You own your life. Gabby shared that she spent four years of 21 years on the planet searching, yearning, trying to figure out what was going on, how to heal herself. That's a fifth of her life at 21. Therapists out there who listen and young people, parents of young people, get real and beyond that depressing trick of that percentage of this math I'm trying to name, because this math, wow, this percentage, this any amount of upset that we feel during that younger age range is so magnified because of the, the chunk, the, the amount of our lives that it consumes. As we age, that time provides the space which minimizes the chunk, the percentage of life held in that season. And that lowers desperation, which lowers suicidal ideation, which lowers suicide attempt, which lowers our suicidal statistics. I hope that this makes sense in the way I'm explaining it. Now and in all of my work, I am attempting to put words to our emotional processes and so much of who we are defies language because we are sensation, we are belief, we are programmable creatures that get programmed in our childhoods. We are emotion, we are layered, we are complex. We could never speak and put to word all of who we are. If you're struggling and you're listening and you're young, if the depression, suicidal gremlins start yapping at me, I want you to know how I talk to them. Now I know how to blow them off. And I blow them off like this. Good try, guys. Good, good try, gremlins. 
I know enough. I have enough wisdom. I just feel crappy right now. And there is nothing you can say to me to convince me to hurt myself or check out of this life because I was meant to be a much older woman. And when I'm not having a crappy, emotionally down moment, I know that like I know the sun is going to come up tomorrow. This pain will pass like it has passed every other time in my life. Leave me alone. Go away. Now I have the muscles that I have earned through the time and space provided to me past my adolescence, past my early 20s, to be able to know how to hold myself and shift and shift, just like Abby said, into inspired, solution-focused action, just like Abby did by searching for motivation on a bad day. Gabby said in her review, I haven't met anyone with even an ounce of your passion for healing. Every professional made me feel drained asking all the wrong questions and giving all the wrong advice. So I gave up over and over. I want you, Gabby, and everyone who resonates to know why this is, because this is often the story for highly sensitive people. Often finding me, I will get messages as if they have been traveling the desert and I just showed up with a glass of water. Mental health has tried to play with the big boys and gals of true science. And true science, that can be measured. There's so much to be lacking when we try to shoot all of our mental health, all of our wellness, all of our humanity, all of our personhood through what can be measured. Because so much of being a human being cannot be measured, not even close. And we are 20 years into mental health pushing Everything through evidence-based, evidence-based, science-based. By leaning into hard science, I fear that mental health has really shot itself in the foot. And science, more than 20 years ago when this started, I would say more than ever is not pure. We all know that in different ways that we may never know. It is manipulable. It is manipulated. And media manipulates us even with the results. How we feel about ourselves, each other, life, the world is not scientifically testable the way our control issues as a human species would like it to be. Healing is an art form. That's what you feel for me. You feel an art. You feel a heart. You feel a love. The very things that are absolutely not evidence-based. We do not have trauma in a bubble, y'all. We have trauma because of Violence, betrayal, misunderstanding, inadequacy, confusion with which other humans have dealt with us with and through. Some of those humans were doing the best they knew how to do and some were intentionally bringing their worst. That's too much for a scientific study to hold. And like one of my favorite theories from which I still practice and teach from is a gestalt theory that says we are greater than the sum of our parts. Don't you intuitively feel that when I say that? Aren't you more than just a bunch of parts? I certainly am. The way science works, the only way science works, is that it pulls parts apart. It isolates them, and it studies the isolated part in singularity. How the hell is that supposed to serve us? as complex human beings. 
So evidence-based mental health practices are evidence of what exactly? That we can pull things apart and look at just one little part? That's like my entire body having a fever, but I only want to pay attention to the tip of my finger. It makes no sense to me. We are greater than the sum of our parts. Take that in. You're more than your arms and legs and skin, aren't you? You're more than your thoughts and feelings, aren't you? You're more than your history. You're more than your behaviors. You're more than your desires. Maybe we can't respect what it is to be human and heal what it is to be human until we actually pull back from this evidence-based push as the absolute gold standard, which poo-poos everything else. That's intuitive. That's emotional. That's heart-centered. I'm 20 years into evidence-based as that gold standard in mental health, and the suicide rate is higher than ever in this country. Mental health is at a crisis point. Children are not coming out of childhood with resilience, confidence, or priorities that work for real life. They're depressed. They're lost. They're anxious. No wonder the masses expect science to give them a pill to fix it all. Gabby, I was born passionate. It's part of what I bring to anything I do. It's part of who I am. I can't help but be passionate. And I, like you, had so many people in my youth try to tell me in various ways that something was wrong with that. Part of why I'm passionate on this microphone as a healer, as a mentor, as a therapist, as a coach, as a yoga teacher, as a meditation guide, whatever, is a lot to do in part because I have sat with many a lackluster Nodding off, disinterested, dismissive, over-medicating physician or mental health professional to try to get help. And I left desperate, angry, overwhelmed, terrified. And many of these professionals didn't even have the bedside manner or insight to know that I left upset, to know that I had feelings and thoughts about them and what they offered me, that I didn't feel served, that I felt disrespected, that I felt pigeonholed like I wasted my time, my money, and my effort, which all feels depressing. And if they can't tell as healthcare professionals that all of that is going on with the person as they leave, if they have little to no skill at helping me, why are they in that chair? Didn't we go through training and college and rigorous testing and licensure and continued education and all kinds of checks and balances? What if what we're not checking is heart? artistry, insight, emotional intelligence, just because we can't test it and isolate it. What's the point of a college system cranking out ineffective and expensive health professionals? Healing is an art, and I am a passionate artist. And if you vibe with that, do not make yourself work with people who aren't passionate. That's not an insignificant criteria in my book. You could line up 200 people to tell me, Nikki, passion is insignificant to the process. And I could go, you go be you. I'm going to be me. I need passion in my providers. My passion is part of what has helped my clients heal. It's just the truth. Passion from other people helped heal me too. People without passion don't like that because the kind of passion that I have can't be taught. And Big Pharma can't put care and passion in pill form. And I suspect they never will. Moving right along. 
in the next part of her review, she says, I was to the point of giving in to the diagnoses and prescription drugs so many doctors try to pressure us towards. It gives me so much hope to know I'm not alone and that I can get the help I've been looking for. What I want to say about that is there is a time and a place for modern medicine. A time and a place to accept medical advice and a time and a place to reject it or take it in pieces and parts. I teach and believe in you are your own authority figure. I am my own authority figure. What strikes me about this is that Gabby at 21 has figured out exactly what kind of professionals that she resonates with. That informs her for the whole rest of her life. She knows what to look for and to find. In truth, I don't always do this exactly right, but I do it to the best of my ability as soon as I realize what my gut is telling me. But I walk out during or I wrap it up fast and I have a never to return again policy from any healthcare person who feels to me like they're phoning it in. Like they're not really there in the room with me. I need that passion too. Trust your gut. When you don't resonate with somebody, it doesn't mean that you're wrong and they're right. It may mean that y'all are just different. Find the passionate artists that are out there. They're out there and it is harder work. But nothing replaces that art. And you feel it in your heart and you feel it in your healing when you get it. Sometimes diagnosis really does help to name it, to be able to research it, to categorize it, to see how you fit it and how you don't, which is a very important part of that exploration. Sometimes mental health diagnosis, it marks a life like a scarlet A. Sometimes it invites the best victim mentality that's out there in a way that really backfires. I mostly see mental health diagnoses that I almost completely disagree with over and over and over again. And I wish that wasn't true because it means people aren't getting consistent or thorough care or consideration. And these disorders that we pitch to the public and to each other as professionals, as airtight, as crystal clear, as scientifically researched, not so much. Or each vested, passionate mental health professional wouldn't see different diagnoses in their clients than they show up with. And that is the norm. That's not an outlier. And I know what I'm about to say is so incredibly difficult because of just the way that the world works now. For so many reasons, it's difficult. But it is worth it if you can get it, if you can do it, and if you can swing it. And sometimes you can't, and you got to be okay with what you got while you got it. But it's worth it to get multiple different and varied opinions again and again. And trust your gut, your heart. Something sparks just like Gabby shared. That's why she spent the, the whole next day with emotional badass, with my messaging, with my teachings. Because her gut said, yes, this, you're not crazy, wrong, lost, confused, not getting it when your gut says, this isn't your person. This doesn't resonate with you.
You have a right to reject or disagree with any diagnosis. Let me say that again. You have a right to reject or disagree with any diagnosis, which is not a permission for denial or invited delusion or prolonged dissonance or deflection. Be as honest with yourself and others as you can be, and you will figure out what needs figuring and move forward. Lie, hide, cheat, manipulate yourself and others. You're just going to get lost in the mess of it. Gabby ends her review with, you have opened a whole new opportunity of healing for me, and it feels great. I've laughed and cried listening to your show. You gave me a second chance. Love, Gabby Martin. Now, I know that it's a teaching out there in trauma work. I am a trauma specialist. And I disagree with a lot of what's out there, too. I know that there's a swath of trauma-informed therapists out there. A lot of you are listening to me right now. And you have been taught and you practice giving 100% healing credit to the client. I used to do that, too, from the same teaching. And we're taught this to do this in an attempt to empower the trauma survivor, to not take credit or power away from the survivor as their abuser did. The intention is golden, but it feels phony and a bit icky because it isn't fully true. The healer in the healing scenario, the helper, the counselor, the therapist, the coach, whatever, the teacher, the mentor, the guide, has to own their part too, or we're not modeling proper self-worth, proper ownership of what we bring to the table. I can own my skills, my art, my knowledge in how I am a very, very helpful practitioner to people who resonate with me. And I'm not for everybody, but for the people I'm for, wow, am I for them and wow, are they for me? I created a show and Gabby found it and she's acknowledging it, that it's helped her and is thanking me. You are so welcome, sweet woman. I am proud of the content I'm putting out there in the world. And I am confident it is useful. I am confident that I am putting it out there to help and in the light. Even as I intend to be the entrepreneur I've been since 2009, since I hung my first shingle, to make a good solid living that I can feel morally in the clear, grounded, happy about, and abundant, safe, secure. The more money I make, the more generous I can be, the more I can put out there. I did make the show, and Gabby did find it, just like you found it. Gabby, I want you to know that you opened up a whole new opportunity of healing for yourself by showing up for yourself right in that moment, in that dark day, that down day. You showed up for yourself. You let your seeker part guide you towards looking for something, and when you look, you then can see. The universe meets that energy, connects us. You earned relief and excitement through your inspired action when you felt down and dark. You brought yourself to that light. Little side note here. Here's a little bit of my New Orleansism coming out because that's where I'm born and raised. I recently learned that calling someone baboo as an endearment is a Louisianaism. I didn't know that. I thought that was a universal American thing. 
And here it is, it's going to come out of me for you, the the woman you are, the, the little girl that you were. If there are little boys, inner children listening for you too. I want to say to Gabby and anybody else who wants to receive it from me, oh, boo-boo, you gave that second chance to yourself. And I'm honored to be a part of your process. Thank you for being open and willing. Thank you for allowing me to share my wisdom with you so that you can take it and live it and pass it on and add your own to it. I find this so beautiful in the human condition. I think you can hear it in my voice. If you're watching me in video, you're seeing me tear up. Keep going, sweet little girls and sweet little boys out there. Your wise woman and your wise man is already artful in his and her wisdom. Trust that, believe that. Stop feeling crazy and confused when you are with people who don't know how to see that in you and don't know how to help you see that in you. And this is big to me. I'm an emotional person if you're a new listener out there. You know, all the years of my life, I thought I was going to be a mother. And I'm at peace with not being a mother. I truly am. It is right for me. This is what I've birthed. As a woman, we have that birthing spirit. That's our energy. We put things out into the universe. That is the best of what it is to be a woman. And we all birth, all of us with our feminine energy in different ways. This is mine. Thank you for allowing me in. Thank you for giving me a chance. When we heal ourselves, when we grow, when we get more comfortable with our vulnerable humanity for real, which I think is the problem that all this science, all this head knowledge is trying to cover over the vulnerability of what it is to be a person, to be a human, to get hurt, to get betrayed, and then have to heal that in this life is our task. So new listeners, I can't help but be emotional. And old ones who have been along for the ride, I know you already know that about me because that's what we do here. We get intimate, we get real. I'm keenly aware of how lost, highly sensitive people feel, confused. They compare to others and don't feel right because we are 15 to 20% of the population. That's the best guess that hard science-y part of humanity and how we operate can come up with. Feels pretty right to me. How does it feel to you? Because that means when I flip these numbers, it really, really does it for me. It really informs me and it gives me peace and it gives me groundedness. It means that all of our lives, if we are highly sensitive people, it means that we have gotten advice. We've gotten help. We've gotten guidance. We've gotten input. We've gotten feedback from 80 to 85% of people who are just not like us. They're not wired like us. They don't feel the world like us. Those are the people that think, I, somebody better give Nikki a mood stabilizer quick. The girl is on her show crying. What is wrong with her? It's okay that they think that about me. Other professionals think that about me. If you resonate with how I feel to you and how I speak, you are likely highly sensitive. You might be an empath too. Hang out with me. You'll get to know me. Hopefully, you'll get to know more of yourself. I believe that's the way we were always meant to learn and how we've grown and how we've passed on knowledge and humanity and security and safety and joy and peace, person to person, generation to generation. 
Thank you for being part of that with me. We don't only need HSPs in our life. There are people who are not highly sensitive, but can and are able to and are willing to learn about us, to get us, to support us. And they value how we're different and what they can learn from us and what we can learn from them within those differences. If you resonate, I invite you to check out what I'm offering. Beyond the show, I have the Patreon. I have the Boundaries course, which is foundational to learn how to respect yourself and how to set boundaries you can actually keep instead of setting boundaries like I tried to do for so many years, telling somebody else, hey, this is the line I don't want you to cross and having people look me dead in the face and step over that line like, now what you're going to do? I teach boundaries that you can do that you can set and you can hold. And I teach you how to keep them from a heart-centered place. And the real secret to boundaries work is healthy boundaries work doesn't just tell everybody to screw off and make you lonely and distant. It gives you the container to hold yourself, to restore yourself. So that after a little bit of boundaries work, you actually have more juice, more energy, more life force to connect with people that you love, but might really push your buttons. Jumping on emotional strength training, 30 days to peace is a great introduction to my work. And it's a bite that you can bite off and you can chew no matter how busy you are. It's a great way to get to know me and then jump right into the boundaries course in October. Come sign up now, come secure your spots, light and love. To those of you who have already signed up for the boundaries course, I cannot wait to meet you. And those of you who are signing up for a second or a third round, I cannot wait to see how you have grown. Thank you for coming back. You know how powerful it is to share your growth year to year in that course because you've seen others do that for you. Thank you for coming back for you and for everybody else. Light and love, y'all. I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together, we are where Moxie meets Mindful. I'll see you right here next time for a brand new episode. Take care. Bye-bye. find it hard to sleep at night then the sleep cove podcast can help you hi i'm christopher fitton the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind sleep cove sleep cove features sleep hypnosis meditations and bedtime stories all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep search for sleep cove on apple podcasts or spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long.